Thank you for listening to The New Norm. I'm Frank Caramano. And thank you to the Philadelphia Eagles for, of course, not trading Carson Wentz before my show. What it only helped it a lot to talk about what the Eagles had returned because, you know, last weekend we we were on the verge of, you know, sending Carson Wentz out of Philadelphia. That was the report. I remember last Friday it, it looked like it had gained serious steam that the Eagles were going to trade Carson Wentz, right? And, and then you heard it was going to be the Bears and and Foles is going to come back and, and the reported offer of Foles, Cohen, and a first-round pick. And, you know, they're just not going to announce it because the Super Bowl and Carson's going to restructure his deal and yada, yada, yada. And here we are. A week later, Carson Wentz is still a Philadelphia Eagle. Uh... The report out there is the Eagles want a Matt Stafford type package for Carson Wentz. Well, spoiler, they're not going to get a Matt Stafford type package. That is gone. You lose that when you get benched. That's what happened. Carson Wentz was benched this season because he was one of, if not the worst QB in the NFL. And you expect two first rounders? For a guy who's going to be making near $30 million next season, not going to happen. And they know that's not going to happen. And and I understand why Howie Roseman, who, I again, I get it. He's going to be in the crosshairs here, and he, everybody knows who listens to this. He is absolutely the furthest thing from my fur, uh, favorite person. But in this respect, of course you're going to ask for two first-rounders. I mean, you could ask for a billion dollars. doesn't mean you're going to get it. So the Eagles asked for two first-rounders. They're not getting two first rounders. I think that they would have. I truthfully believe if that Bears deal was out there, and I, everybody keeps trying to say it was, but if it was, they would have took it. You get your first round pick, because from what I heard now, it's like the Colts' best offer is two second round picks, and then you know you had to go on Twitter, right? And you had to hear everybody going, "Oh my God, all these teams want Carson Wentz, and the Eagles are willing to trade him." What idiots? Guess what? All these teams don't want Carson Wentz. Of course you're going to call about a player. That's what GMs do. You're supposed to do that. You call about every player. The Eagles seemingly call about every single player as they should. That's what a general manager is supposed to do. It doesn't matter about if you even want the player, if you're willing to pay. It doesn't matter. You just want to know what the price is. It's always good to know what the price of things are. Like We go on Realtor. I look at house prices all the time. Doesn't mean I'm going to buy that house, but it's interesting to know what that house was worth. So then when it comes that time where we might need to do that or buy a house or you're going to know, well, this one was this price. This is the ballpark I should be looking in. That's why general managers do that. There's two teams. The Eagles are trying so hard to make more teams interested. Howie is leaking all of this to the media. He absolutely is telling you what the Bears supposedly offered, what this supposed offer. He wants that out there. He's trying to create a bidding war for people or for teams, for a player people don't want. There you go. All you conspiracy, like everybody out there who's a Wentz supporter, um, nobody wants him. If they wanted him. They would have him. Think about this. If the Colts, right, that's the team he's most linked to. Why? Because of Frank Reich and Press Taylor. Okay, well, Frank Reich was here in 2016 and 2017. 2017 is, you know, monumental for the Eagles. It was Carson Wentz's best season. If Frank Reich 
really believed in Carson Wentz. And he saw him at his absolute peak. Do you think the Colts would have him by now? Because I do. If that guy in 2017 was as good as advertised, and trust me, I thought he was fantastic that year. But the point being here, don't you think Frank Reich would tell you know, their general manager, Chris Ballard, hey, I get it. I know you don't want to overpay. Just give him the first round pick. Get this guy in the building. Let's get this guy because we can win a Super Bowl with him. Why has that not happened? Why is it that... And again, I get it. Maybe Chris Ballard has heard that from Frank Reich. I'm not saying he hasn't said that. But my point being here is if he did say that and Ballard's like, well, you know what, Joe or uh, Frank, I'm sorry, they don't have they don't have an offer out there. This Bears one is fake. It's just us. We're going to offer him two twos and a three. Which, by the way, I would take that offer in a second. You get three picks for one player? That's what we're going to need. This team is to be rebuilt. But guess what? It hasn't happened. And the truth is, it's not happening because there's really no interest in Carson Wentz. And the longer this goes on, it's not good for the Eagles. People think, oh, well, you could just wait till training camp. What, what about if somebody gets hurt in training camp, like you trade at Bradford? Trust me, if it gets to that point, this is a colossal failure and, and, and people should be fired for it. He does not want to be on the team. And second of all, if he's back and it's an open quarterback competition, which people seemingly think is possible, like, open your freaking eyes. Do you honestly think for one single solitary second that if Carson Wentz is back here making $30 million a year after you unsuccessfully tried to trade him this offseason and you're going to probably try to do it again next season, you're going to just have him in an open competition where he could just completely cripple his value, the little value that he still has in losing that competition? It ain't going to happen. He'll be the quarterback. So then you have the other situation of having a guy who's the quarterback of your team who does not want to be on your team. And I understand where people get frustrated at that. Well, if somebody has a problem, you can't always trade the quarterback. And you're right. But this one here, it's like there's just so many benefits. We're, we're on a downswing here, people. We are going down right now. If we trade him, it helps expedite us getting good again faster. That's the truth. I know I heard today Russell Wilson. He's frustrated with his offensive line and what Seattle's given him. I want to be like, bud, you, you got paid $30 million a year. What do you think was going to happen? All these quarterbacks out there, do you understand when you give a guy in a salary cap league $30 million a year that you're not going to be loaded up at all these positions? Because that's all I hear about the Eagles. Well, I mean, how's he supposed to be good? He's got nobody around him. He accepted $30 million a year. He knew when he accepted that contract, guess what? He was eating the salary cap. The Eagles weren't going to be able to put star player after star player around him. Well, the Chiefs have this guy. They drafted those guys. And guess what? Eventually, what's going to happen? When those guys are kind of phasing out or they got to let them go or they get in the position with the salary cap where they got to make some crucial decisions, guess what? Something's going to suffer. And you saw their offensive line suffer in that Super Bowl, and I couldn't believe that I had a read online. Well, that's, that's look at, it, it happened to Mahomes. That means Wentz. Anybody who put Wentz and Mahomes name in the same sentence, seek help. Seriously, get therapy. Seek serious help. I had a drink after reading that. I could not believe that people actually had the audacity and the guts and the balls to put Carson Wentz's name in the same sentence as Patrick Mahomes, a guy who's played now in two consecutive Super Bowls. 
played in three consecutive AFC Championship games, all of which they've hosted. Carson Wentz has played two series in a playoff game. And you're comparing those two? Because our offense line, by the way, the offense line the Eagles presented at the end of the year was 100 times better than the offense line the Chiefs presented in that. They had four backups in. And I get it. We dealt with a lot of injuries too. Trust me, I, I, I can sympathize with how bad that is. But really, what Tampa Bay's bread and butter was in that Super Bowl, like their defense was blitzing the quarterback. They didn't even have to blitz. That's how bad the line was. He had no chance. And I give Carson Wentz this. I get it. There were games this year, especially that Baltimore game, where he just, Jamon Brown was so bad he had no chance. I understand that. I'm not like saying that he was getting the, the, the primo blocking and the primo wide receiver play. But again, he also makes $30 million a year. He has to be good enough to make up for that. Or guess what? His contract is worthless, which I've been arguing now for, it seems like, four months. And I, and like I said, the Eagles seemingly argued that same point in April when they drafted Jalen Hurts, when I said they either don't think he's that good, which means why'd you give him that contract, or you think he's going to get hurt, which means why'd you give him that contract? And, and another thing, everybody out there, who just thinks that this was an organizational failure of the Eagles, right? You know what I mean? Like, think about this. Carson Wentz got hurt twice. Twice, you know, his, his ankle, or his knee, I'm sorry, and his back. People, you, you remember Donovan in 02, right? Donovan breaking his ankle. Sat in the pocket there, played that second half against Arizona. Arguably one of his best games of his career on a broken ankle. Well, what did that do? That changed Donovan McNabb. I mean, I think mentally more than physically, but he morphed his body. He got bigger. He, he, you know, he stopped trying to be a runner. He didn't want to run as much and he wanted to be a pocket passer. It changed him, the injury. And I don't think it changed him for the better, even though, again, we went to two more NFC title games in a row after that. Donovan took us to a third after that. But the point being here is I don't think Donovan ever got back to the height of the player he was at the beginning of 2002. Let's go to basketball. I'm a Bulls fan. I love the Bulls. Derrick Rose, right? Think about it. Derrick Rose, MVP, blows his knee out. Never, ever was Derrick Rose the same player. And I get it. Back, you could sit there and go, come on, his whole game was built off his athleticism, and that's fair. But Carson Wentz, a big part of his game was built off his athleticism. And guess what? His back got broke then after that. And guess what? His mechanics have now failed him. I don't think physically he's far from the guy he was three years ago, but mentally he sure is because his mechanics are broken. So people just, you know what? When you assume that like because somebody got injured and they healed, that they're going to be the same player, that's not always the case. So your belief that Carson Wentz can find this magic that he had when this team was loaded up, I don't believe it's true. There's so many examples out there of players that just never, ever got back to that level. Yeah, there are examples of players who did. I get it. But there's also just as many out there who didn't. So anything that tells you if, oh, if he goes to this team and it's a perfect situation, it's a sure bet, that's not a sure bet. Which leads you to say this. If you could get a first-round pick maybe next year in a trade for Carson Wentz, that might be what's best. Because I would bet on if the Bears traded him and we got their first round pick next year that they'd be worse. Maybe the Colts would be worse. I mean, in sports, just think of somebody who went from being the best, right? 
to being the worst than being the best again. And I'm not saying somebody who went from being the best to being, you know, not nearly as good as he was maybe a year, but then had a rebound year. No, I'm saying best to worst to best. It doesn't happen. It, it just doesn't happen. To me, with Carson Wentz, he's the most celebrated quarterback in Eagles history, according to every fan who never watched football before 2016. His MVP, it's all you hear about. You'd swear he threw 70 touchdowns that season. I mean, it was an absolutely great year. It really was. But think about it. Was it anything like the year Patrick Mahomes had this year or last year? Was it anything like the year Aaron Rodgers just had? He threw 33 touchdowns, and I get it. He only played, what, 13 games? But really, was it transcendent? It was a great, great year. But it was not like, oh man, he's going to throw 50 touchdowns this year. He's going to throw for 5,000 yards. No. He gets overrated because we won the Super Bowl, and I understand that. But that team was loaded because we won the Super Bowl without him. (laughs) Hello? This trade hanging over this franchise right now, it's, it's just driving everybody mad. And you can't figure out why. And it's like, because there's only two teams that are willing to give you any type of value for the quarterback. And it's not the value you want. Of course it's not. It's crazy. I did not think, I, I thought going into last weekend, I'd be doing an emergency show to talk about the trade of Carson Wentz. I never thought we'd get to this week, this day here, never on Thursday thinking we didn't make this trade yet. When you got every reporter, including the, the likes of Adam Schefter, telling you last weekend that a Carson Wentz trade is very close and it should happen as early as next week. Well, here we are. We are next week is slowly ending. And guess what? Carson Wentz is still a Philadelphia Eagle. This isn't good. There isn't coming back from this. And I know everybody wants to blame Howie Roseman and and trust me, like I said, he's terrible. And I'm not. I'm a huge advocate that he should not be here as the general manager. But in this situation, what's the guy supposed to do? The player wants out. He's trying to create interest for the player so we can get some type of damn return considering you're going to eat $34 million, possibly that extra $10 million. You might have to pay that too. Even though I know if you trade him before the th- third day of the league year, you could save. Dude, what do you think? These teams are stupid? They're like, yeah, give us the $10 million. There's no interest in him. They might have to eat that and still trade him. This is brutal. It's an embarrassing situation. But the whole entire NFL is telling you right now, they're looking the Eagles in the face and telling you, this is our true opinion of Carson Wentz. Trust me, if, if think about it. Let's just go through it. Look, look at Matt Stafford was put on the block. He was traded within a week. Within a week. Multiple big offers. Like, big offers. They got a big one. But they had bigger ones, too. Like, they could have got a top 10 pick in the NFL draft for him. Nope. It's not happening with the Eagles. That tells you right there where he is in the hierarchy. And now you got, got again, you're going to hear more names. Deshaun Watson, he's not getting traded, supposedly. Okay. Well, Russell Wilson now throwing his name in there. Matt Ryan. I mean... There's guys that are going to be, I'm telling you this right now, the Eagles are not in a position of leverage. Like I know people think that they might be, but they're not. They need to do this before it gets too late. And I get it. You may not get exactly what you want back. But eventually that two twos and a three from the Colts, 
that's going to look better and better and better. To me, like I said, I, if that was the best, I, yeah, it's not debatable. Let's do it. I'd be floored that we even got that much. Like, I would trade Carson for a conditional seventh just to move on because I just think that the benefits of getting the $80 million in cap space after next season is could be, it's team-altering. You can get good fast with that. And getting the multiple picks, because guess what? Look at the team. Look what you're going to need, right? Not next year, but in two years. You're going to need to to rebuild your entire defensive line, right? You're going to have to rebuild. You're trying to rebuild your secondary. I mean, your offensive line, the right side of it for sure. There, there's a lot of things you got to rebuild. So getting all these picks, it helps. Because I get it. You go, well, that's three picks. Well, yeah, if you also trade down a little bit, you acquire another pick. Like, that's why I'm fully certain that the Eagles are going to trade that six pick that can go down to nine, maybe ten. Have some team that needs a quarterback go flying up, like Denver. If they don't trade for Carson Wentz, which, again, I heard their name get thrown into it today. No offer, of course. You know, they're interested. Well, of course. This team has to gain a lot of picks because they're going to have to turn this roster over very fast. But $80 million in cap space also helps because you don't have to do everything through the draft then. You can go out there and get a free agent. It helped win the Super Bowl for the Eagles. It was, they didn't win the Super Bowl that year because they drafted well, trust me. We all know that. That draft is historical. If you want my best guess right now, the Eagles will trade Carson Wentz. It's happening. It's going to be soon here. And my guess is that they're going to trade him to the Colts. I think they're just going to do right by the player. That's the team he wants to go to. That's where this is all kind of heading. And I just don't think the Colts are going to give that 21st pick. And if they're going to give you two seconds... I get it. it. Doesn't look the best on paper for the Eagles. You know, it's kind of a little bit of an egg in your face type trade. But so what? You move on. You you at least now have the uh, you could breathe and go. Okay, it's over. He's gone. What do we do now? We have the first pick here. We or, or we have the sixth pick. We might trade down. I mean, really, if they trade down from the sixth to the ninth pick, think about this, and you get a second-round pick from the Colts, you're going to have your own second-round pick, the pick you trade for the, the, the ninth pick or for the sixth pick, and then another pick from the Colts. Like, you're picking three times in the top 60. Or four times, I'm sorry. Now you have the option of even packaging two of those picks and going up. Getting an elite player, somebody you like, because, you know, we had to hear in that press conference that how many times were the Eagles about to pick somebody and he got picked right before them? Well, now you'll have some ammo. You could actually go up and get guys you want. But this all starts with the trading of Carson Wentz. He doesn't want to be here. He's never going to be the player he was three years ago. I don't care where he goes. I actually really want him to go to the Colts. I do. And I want them to go to the Colts because I look at that team and I go, they're made up. I mean, that, that team's loaded up. They got a great offensive line, very good defense, good outside weapons, good running backs. They got every single thing in place. They have every single thing that the Eagles had it three years ago in place right now. Okay. Let's send them. And let's give them Earths. Load up their tight. Like, go ahead. And let's see what they do. 
Because then when they fail, I want to hear, oh, well, Frank Reich screwed him. Oh, the guy who won a Super Bowl. The, the, the guy who was the coordinator here when we won the Super Bowl. The guy that had him when he had his most success screwed him. Okay. And hey, maybe Carson Wentz will eat his ego a little bit. I mean, really, if he's traded for two seconds, he should sit there, sit there and go, man, maybe I'm not as cracked out to be as what I am. And maybe he accepts coaching and he does return to, to being very good. I mean, I, again, I, it's going to take a lot of work. He's got to fix his mind. I know that. He's got to adjust his ego, eat some humble pie. But he could get to, he will never be as good as he was then. But could he get to very good? He's got to change his mechanics violently. I know that. And he's got to trust what he sees and study up and work hard. You know, maybe do some things in the offseason with his receivers. Like, look what Brady did. Those guys were playing on high school fields all year. And that's news that came out today. That the Eagles are going to have, you know, Jalen Hurts, John Clark reported. He's going to have, you know, the young receivers meet him in Texas next month. Jalen Hurts is taking the initiative here. Because they know the writing's on the wall. It's going to be Hurts' team. So let's go ahead and let's do it. Now, before I do sign off here, um, the Eagles did finalize their coaching staff. So let's just go through it. I wanted to go through every position here. Here's the guys with the Eagles. This is their coaching staff next season, right? Their offensive coordinator is Shane Steichen. Their defensive coordinator is uh, Jonathan Gannon. Their special teams coordinator is Michael Clay, very young guy from San Francisco. Their running backs coach and assistant head coach is Jamal Singleton. Um, Their passing game coordinator is Kevin Petulo. That's Sirianni's right-hand man. Their offensive line coach is Jeff Stoutland still. Their quarterback's coach, Brian Johnson. We talked about him. Tight ends coach is Jason Michael. Their wide receivers coach, they retained Aaron Moorhead. Defensive line coach, Tracy Rocker. Um, Director of player personnel, senior defensive assistant, Jeremiah Washburn. Same role he had last year. Assistant offensive line, Roy Istvan. Assistant special teams coordinator, Joe Panuzio. Assistant defensive backs coach, Jay Valahi. Um, Let's see here. Their actual secondary coach, I'm sorry, our defensive back coach is Denard Wilson. Their linebackers coach is Nick Rollis. Um, Their defensive quality control specialist here, it's Joe Casper. Their special teams quality control, Tyler Brown. Offensive quality control, TJ Pagnotti. Offensive quality control, Alex Tanney. That's a quarterback from like the Giants. Yep. And coach's assistant, Tyler Scudder. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's the staff. And their VP of player uh, performance is Ted Rath. Head strength and conditioning coach, uh, Fernando Norega. So that's the staff. Staff's done. Singleton was the last big hire there, the running backs coach. He takes over for Deuce, same title. We're ready to roll here. So everything's in place. And it looks like this team's transitioning to Hurts. And you know what's funny is when Doug Peterson was fired, everybody thought it was because he wanted to go to Jalen Hurts. And it comes out this week that Sports Illustrated reported that Doug actually was you know, pitching that he wanted to fix Carson Wentz and Carson Wentz was going to be the guy. And people are like shocked by that. And I go, why? That's actually what I expected and what I believed all along. Doug Peterson did everything in his power to not take Carson Wentz out. So why would it surprise you that he wanted Carson Wentz to be the quarterback? He was given like the blessing. Remember before like the Seahawks game that he could pull Carson Wentz and he didn't do it there? Which everybody watching that game goes, how's he not pulling him out of the game? 
We couldn't even move the ball in the first quarter. He had to wait till the second half of the Green Bay game when he had got it for a walk and touchdown and underthrew him by 40 yards. That was the play. Come on. And everybody thought Carson had some huge problem with him. It turns out, no, his problem was with, you know, Roseman and Lurie because he knew who signed off on it. Get this trade done so we can move forward, so we can talk about what's next, so we can plan for what we need in the draft, so we can look around. But this doesn't start until they change the quarterback. He can't come back. He doesn't want to be back. Let's all figure it out and move forward and stop trying to overplay this. Because again, guess what? If more quarterbacks like Marcus Mariota and Jameis Winston, like, trust me, there's guys out there that think that guy, those guys are better than Carson Wentz. That's not fake. That's real. And you have two teams right now that seemingly are giving you offers for this guy. It gets his contract off the team. That's the most important thing. Go with it. The Eagles could sign Jameis Winston to be their backup. Really? They could sign or trade for Mark. Like, what do you think this is? Like, Winston got a million dollars this year. If you think that that could happen, go ahead. You're going to have the opportunity. If you trade and don't get Foles to be your backup or whatever, which, okay, people are mad about that. Oh, you don't want to bring Foles in. He's, it'll be controversy. He's an elite teammate. If you can block out the outside noise, which I believe Jalen Hurts could, like, okay, cool. Somebody calls in the radio show. But, I mean, everybody knows that Jalen Hurts is going to be the guy here. It's his team. And he's a great person and a great teammate. I would never have a problem with him being here. What a guy to learn under. Helped Carson Wentz become really good in his second year. Maybe it'll help Jalen Hurts become really good in his second year having Nick Foles here. Get this trade done. Stay safe. Stay educated. What do I see? I'm screwing that up. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Stay educated. Go Eagles. Bye.